congregation. You'll be surprised to learn that we have two services, two blessings. Uh, because when you talk of size, we are uh, looking from it from the point of view of man. We are not big enough to have two services. The uniqueness of our second service is that we do it in English. Glory be to God. So I want to thank you for making yourself available for this service. I pray that the Lord will continue to bless all of us in the name of Jesus. Those who are in touch with God, Satan does not touch them. And I say it, is because it has become a taboo. Satan will not touch you in the name of Jesus. He said, I have long holding my peace. I have been still and refrained myself. Now I will cry like a traveling woman. And I will destroy and devour at once. Oni tikpe tikpe lai lai le mi para mi mora. Oni shubani si emio ke biu beni tin robi emio si paru. Olon ti dake je shubufeki. The title of um, the Lord's message to us today is when God is silent. Let us pray. We are about to hear from you, sweet Holy Spirit. Address us yourself. Give us the ability not only to hear, let us be able to translate what we are hearing into action in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for answering our prayers. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you. Let's quickly open our Bibles to Psalm 28. And let us jointly read verse 1, Psalm 28, and we shall read verse 1 in liberty. That is, every one of us, we're going to open there and read verse 1 of Psalm 28. It says, unto thee will I cry, O my rock, be not silent to me. Lest if thou be silent to me, I become like them that go down into the pit. Be not silent. Be not silent. Why do we experience the silence of God at times? We are in the new year. And this is a time when we should thoroughly make a sober reflection look into our life and say, God, I discovered that in some areas, I seem not to hear your voice. Why are you silent, Lord? I don't know if anybody has experienced it before, but at times I go through situations when I hear that it's as if God is not speaking. God, are you hearing my, and my prayers? I'm praying to you. Let me hear you talk. When you pray to God, you are the one speaking to him. When he speaks to you back, either through his word or through inspiration, he is talking to you. Because we are made of body, soul, and spirit, our spirit man is our original man. What you see standing before you is Henry Abayomio Deneye. But as far as the heaven is concerned, it's the spirit in me that defines me. So God communicates with us through our spirit. The moment he speaks to our spirit being, then the spirit being will, say, will, will send it 
to our soul, our mental faculty. That is where we have problem. At times when the mind takes what the Spirit of God has spoken, the mind will put it on the palace of human wisdom and he say it doesn't make sense. The moment you say it doesn't make sense and you, are, you allow your body to accept it, your body will not act according to what the mind is saying. It said, go and fill the pot with water. If they, they claim to be smart enough to say, how can putting water in the pot change the water to wine without going through the process of production? Immediately, your mind take that and it tell the body, the body will say, sit down, don't mind him, that's nonsense. The mind took the spirit the word from the spirit realm in Naaman's life. He took it and Naaman said, ah, ah, what are you telling me? And there are better rivers in Syria. But he forgot that those better rivers in Syria could not help him. Immediately, somebody who had a better reasoning said, Master, if he had told you to do something stronger, more difficult than this, wouldn't you do it? Immediately connect with him. Okay, let me go and swim. And at the end of the day, he came out of that place a healed person. So God speaks to us through our spirit being. Emilolon, he is spirit. Therefore, he does not talk to the body directly. He will speak to the spirit, and the, the soul, the mind will take it. The, the, the mind will not analyze it. If we are fortunate for the spirit being to be able to conquer the mind and say, shut up, what is God is the one talking, then the body will now act on it and we get the profit and the benefit therein. Praise the Lord. When God is silent, number one, he is silent at times when he's not happy with us. He'll just keep silent when he's not happy with us. The case of Eli, God was the one who promised Eli that all the generation after him shall be priests over Israel. He gave, up, gave them generational promise. And God does not break his words. He appreciates his words so much and he has value, attached value to his word, even far more than his name. But because Eli was doing things that was not making God happy, God was silent about him. His children messed up. God was silent. At a point, God now said, I'm sorry. The promise I gave to you, I cannot keep it because you've not made me happy. God was the one who called Saul and he told the prophet, go and make him king over Israel. But when God, when he got to a point, God, Saul displeased God, God was silent about his matter. God's, the, the authority was shared. You are the king of Israel indeed, but you are not the priest. Therefore, when it comes to sacrifice, Saul had no right to sacrifice. He waited too long. Where is this old man called prophet? He's not coming. He's wasting our time after I am the king of Israel. I have authority over the prophet and the priest. What stops me from carrying the sacrifice? He took the sacrifice. Saul came by, Samuel came back and said, why did, you this this, why did you do this foolishness? Why didn't you wait for me? And he rushed to Samuel to hold on to his garment to beg him, Daddy, I'm sorry. 
And Samuel said, leave me alone. And his garment tore. He tore his garment and said, sorry, the kingdom of God has taken away from you. Today we would have been saying God of Saul instead of God, saying God of David. I pray that all of us will have the opportunity of visiting Jerusalem. You see the, the type of honor Israelites give David. Oh, in, on their flag, you see the star of David on their flag. You don't mess with David in, in Jerusalem, in Israel. They can take anything. No, no, don't mess with David. In fact, where David was buried, priests are there reading the Bible day and night. They don't sleep. They, 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 do, they turn. They do rotation. They are there reading the Bible at the burial place of, of David. Saul missed it. They would have, it would have been God of Saul, but he missed it. God did not abandon him, but he did something that displeased God. As we're here this morning, children of God, let us apply it to ourselves. What am I doing that is not giving God pleasure? He may be silent about us, about our issue. Is it anger? God has placed a boundary for us. He said, I allow you to be angry, but do not sin. That is your anger must not be so bad that will be counted for you as sin. Let's make a sober reflection. What are we doing that is displeasing God? The Bible said we should not allow the sun to set while anger is in our hearts. My son, when he was young, he said, okay, if, when, if the anger comes in after the sun has set, I can keep it there. Hallelujah. Logically, he is right. Sunset, after sunset, I can be angry. He said, but, but what God is saying, don't keep it there. Diaries are made to keep records of appointment. But some people, their diaries are loaded with offenses. The heart is meant. The Bible said we should keep our heart clean. Some people have loaded their heart with offenses. Therefore, let's make a sober reflection. What is it that I am doing that is not pleasing God? Number one. Number two, when God has spoken and we obey him, he's telling us it's enough time. Oh, don't he love? Oh, don't he love, Abby? <laughs> Hallelujah. Uh, what I'm saying if it's incomplete obedience, you may obey him, but when your obedience is incomplete, God will not have anything to do than to be silent. Thank you, sir. Than to be silent when your obedience is incomplete. He told Abraham, leave your home. Leave your country. Leave your family. Then I will show you a place. Abraham left his country. Abraham left his home. But Abraham did not leave members of his family. He took Lot along with him. God said, I'm silent. I'm not going to say anything. But the moment he separated himself from Saul, that was complete obedience. God then said, lift up your eyes and see. As far as your eyes can see. Now you've given me authority to express myself in my promise. I've given it to you and the generation after you. Let's carefully examine ourselves. Where in our life are we obeying God, but the obedience is not complete? Complete. 
as long as the obedience is not complete, we make God to be silent over our issue. Praise the Lord. Why is God silent? At times he is silent because he has nothing more to say. Psalm 62, verse 11. Lord, God is not a talkative. Psalm 62, verse 11. It says, God has spoken once. Twice I heard this, that the power belonged unto God. God is not a stammerer. He's not a person of many words. He spoke once like this, let there be light. We are enjoying the light up to today. When you consider the cost of electricity, go out now and you see that broad daylight, nobody needs this light outside there. When, if you quantify the amount of money God saves us by giving us sunlight, we will appreciate him. Consider how much it costs to, to generate electricity to, to, to illuminate the whole Houston. But in the afternoon, you don't need illumination. He has supplied you free light facility. It saves you a lot of tons of dollars. Praise the Lord. But he spoke it only once. Let there be light. Period. So if he could speak once to declare light and the whole world is illuminated up to today, what is it in your life that he cannot speak into? He has spoken. You are not taking action. So he's silent. Until you act on what I have said, I'll still remain silent. He told Joseph that he would give, make him prime minister over the land of Israel, Egypt, a foreign land. He spoke once. That's number three. At times he is silent because the appointed time has not come. The appointed time. The Bible said, until his word came to pass, his word tried me. His word is trying you. He is maturing you. He is growing you to that level. He put Joseph first through slavery. But he showed him a bit of what he, was, he had in him. The, the slave master said, no, 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 no. You, this young man, you are too good to be called a slave. I'll make you master over my whole estate. God was showing him a little bit of where he was taking him to. He gave him the estate of Potiphar to manage and let me see. Manage it and let me see. But he was so faithful in the management of the estate of Esther, of uh, Potiphar. Until his word came to pass, his word tried me. Because he was faithful at the level of Potiphar's estate, when he got to the prison, they made him overseer of the whole prison. The prison was far bigger than the estate of, uh, of Potiphar. And he was faithful. God said, now I am maturing you. So what you are going through, endure it. Be faithful in it. He said, anyone who is faithful on, small, on, on little things, he will make me a master over big things. If you are too big to accept to do small things, you'll be too small to be called to do big things. He was very faithful over the prison. God said, now I've got to a point. I want to give you the whole nation to control. Until his word came to pass, his word tried me. So one reason why he's silent at times is that he tries us. 
Maybe he wants you to drop your anger. He's trying to a place where you will not be angry so that you, you will not wound yourself with the instrument he's going to give to you. There's something I noted in the life of Joseph. Joseph learned, had the spirit of forgiveness. The first person who, who, uh, who hurt him was his brothers. They sold him into slavery. They thought it was finished. He had nothing, no future. They told his father that he had died. But God taught him how to forgive. The day he met his brothers, he knew they were his brothers. But instead of putting them to jail, he called them in and said, I am the Joseph you sold to slavery the other day. Then he told all the houseboys, all his stewards, get out of this place. We want to have family with him. They themselves, the brothers said with their mouth, they said, make us one of your servants. We are hungry. We need food. But he did not do so. Then he exposed, he showed, I am the David. I am the Joseph. What you thought for death, look at what God has done. Go home now and tell my father that I am, I, I am not dead. I did not die. Go and tell him that I did not die. God put him through the process. He first forgave Mrs. Potiphar, forgave the butler. So it was easy for him to forgive his brothers. Until his word come to pass, his word try at you. He is silent over your issue because he wants you to mature to the level where he can then place that wealth in your hands. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When God is silent, when God is silent, he's silent at times because he is putting together those he wants to use to give glory to his name. If God does any miracle in our lives as children of God, in the midst of believers like us, they will join you to celebrate it. But the celebration will not be as great as when he does it in the midst of pagans. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they gathered together and he was putting the, the audience together. He said, left to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He said, we know our God, he will save us. No, 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 I want pagans to come. They increased the fire. God was silent until the whole city came. Now I want to show the world that you are serving a living God. He said, I will, I will, I will prepare a table before you and before your enemies. The number of enemies he's putting together to celebrate your victory, they are not complete yet. That's why he's not speaking. Until they are complete. All those who are afflicting you with trouble, those who are mocking you, he wants them to be complete. Now they are complete. Let me show myself. Hallelujah. The Bible said, and he met Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the midst of fire. The book of Isaiah said, I will meet you. Right, I'll take you out of the fire of affliction. I'll take you. He said, even if you find yourself in fire, I'll be there with you. If you find yourself in the midst of turbulent, turbulent water, I'll be there with you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Psalm oh, 23 verse 5, I've told that, that one, where he will prepare a table before me. Finally, he is silent about our issue 
because we are involved in a known sin. If a sinner commits sin and he knows he's committing sin, that's the most dangerous one. God can forget if the sin you are committing is not known to you. God will forget your ignorance. But when it comes to known sin, he said, my hand is not short to deliver you, but for your sin. I have enumerated the number of things that make God silence. I want you to bow our heads now and reflect on them. Is God silent because you are not pleasing him? Has he spoken and you've not acted on it, therefore he is quiet? He said, I'm the, at the door of your heart knocking if you open for me. He's not speaking because you've not allowed him to come in. He's not going to shout at the door, at your door to make noise to disturb your neighbors. Open, let me come in. I will speak. I want to speak. But I want you to give me the opportunity. Quietness. Quietness is the inside of God is a treasure that facilitates inspiration. When you are quiet enough, God moves in the spirit realm. The movement of the Holy Spirit in the mental faculty of man is called inspiration. And what facilitates God to speak in quietness is you must have a quiet spirit yourself. He is not talking because your obedience is not complete. He is gathering audience that will join you to celebrate him. Let's pray to the Lord. Examine yourself and see, are there areas my obedience is not complete? Lord, help me. Am I involved in a sin that is known to me? Give me the grace to abandon it. What I get in place 